Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. It's the neighborhood that hopes to land Utah's professional baseball team. And the question becomes, how do we pay for this? I'm thumbs down on it because of taxation. If it's building a Major League Baseball stadium, I love all the taxes. A live broadcast from Salt Lake's Power District. This is an in-depth look at the visions for a pro team in Utah, the future of Salt Lake's West Side, and the people who live there. Here are Dave Noriega and Debbie Dejenovic on KSL News Radio. We're going to change up the playbook just a little bit here and talk to Boyd Matheson. Are you in studio, Boyd? I am in studio. Hi, Boyd. <laughs> we just wondered if you were uh, bringing a proposal to uh, taxpayers today for a billion dollar lacrosse stadium. <laughs> Today is not that day, Debbie. Today somewhere, is not that day. Somewhere in Salt Lake City. Because <laughs> <Cedar Hills. laughs> we're talking about MLB. Dave and I have been broadcasting live from the Power District out here on the west side of Salt Lake City all morning long. We're going to continue our live coverage in just a moment. Um, and then we saw a tweet moments ago from Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, talking about a revitalizing downtown with an ML, uh, NHL, NBA experience at the hub of all of that. So that's why he said, <laughs> I bet you Boyd's going to be pitching a billion-dollar plan for a lacrosse team. I have several billion-dollar plans I'd like to pitch today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But Nikki Haley's in town tomorrow, and, and this, is, this is a really big deal. Uh, she might be coming off. I, I don't want to be too much of a Debbie Downer, but she might be coming off of another primary loss out of this one out of Michigan tonight. Yeah, and, and Michigan, uh, of course, has been a place where uh, the former president, uh, Trump, has, has done well, has got a good base there, and uh, he is expected to, to do well and for that to play out. They sort of have a squirrely system there in Michigan. There's a primary today, but then there's also a caucus convention uh, that divvies up some of those important delegates. Remember, this is all about the delegate battle, uh, and that will happen on Saturday this weekend. And then, of course, uh, everything is uh, moving towards Super Tuesday, March the 5th, and Utah's part of that, and that's part of the reason why former ambassador and former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, is coming to town. So as we look at Michigan, can you paint the picture of how important Michigan is in the presidential election? Yeah, it, it is always a crucial swing state. Uh, it has been for a very, very long time, and it's gone back and forth. Of course, uh, former President Trump won it in 2016. That was part of the coalition that he strung together to win the White House in 2016. Uh, President Joe Biden took it back in 2020. And so it's gone back and forth. And both of them have some issues in Michigan. And uh, when you look at uh, President Biden, of course, he should really be running with uh, the wind at his back in these primaries on the Democratic side. But he's had members of his own party, uh, Representative Tlaib from Michigan, calling on the people in her district to vote uh, uncommitted in the primary today to send a message to President Biden uh, that they're not happy with the way he's dealing with things in the Middle East and with Ukraine, with the economy. Uh, and so a really interesting uh, sh show of lack of support uh, uh, coming there, which, again, is going to be tricky. And, and so you could say, well, it's no big deal because he's still going to win the primary and do that. But anyone who goes through this process, and whether it's Democrats being upset and frustrated with the president for things that haven't been done or done in ways that they don't like, or whether it's a disinterest uh, in the former president, 
all of that matters when you're talking about a state like Michigan, uh, but that will be decided by maybe 10,000 votes, 20,000 votes in the general election in November, and that could ultimately swing who ends up back in the White House. Boyd Matheson live in studio. Why Dave and I broadcast live from the Utah State Fair Park. No, you're not missing the State Fair. Uh, We are out here at the State Fair Park because we have pretty much wall-to-wall coverage of the ballpark proposal, the billion dollars that taxpayers will have to put up uh, if Utah lawmakers get their, the legislation pushed through on Capitol Hill this week to help fund the ballpark, in a moment we're going to be speaking live with a real estate agent about what this could do potentially to home and property values in this area. But Boyd Matheson live in studio right now talking about Nikki Haley's pending visit. Uh, she will be at Utah Valley University tomorrow afternoon. Um, and obviously spending time in Utah, I thought it was, uh, I was kind of, uh, interesting what Senator Mitt Romney said recently about voting for president Trump. Let's listen to what he said. And then I have a question for you about this Boyd. I will not be voting for former president uh, Trump. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I must admit that I find uh, sexual assault to be a line I will not cross. Uh, and the people I select to be my president. Uh, But I also disagree with uh, a number of the character issues that the president has demonstrated. So that's how he feels about President Trump, uh, saying that uh, he's got some concerns there. Um, And I'm wondering, how does President Trump or former President Trump, how has he done in the past in Utah, um, Boyd? And does he even need to bother with a trip here, Uh, anything in the future, like what Nikki Haley's doing here? Uh, I don't. I don't think the former president will be uh, coming through the state anytime soon. He's always had a very complicated uh, relationship with the state of Utah. Many in the state uh, really do like the policies uh, that he implemented relating to to taxes and uh, business and those kinds of things. Uh, and then always complicated on the tone, the tenor, and the character issues. And so uh, I don't think uh, you'll see the former president in here. I do think Nikki Haley. Uh, this is a place where she could do very well. Again, I think a lot of those conservative uh, principles and values and policies stack up very well. And so I think uh, she can really make her case. And that's really what she's doing, I think, this week as she barnstorms her way across the country uh, towards Super Tuesday. Uh, Utah's a place where she could do incredibly well. She could pick up some good delegates there, and that could be part of a little momentum that she's trying to build. And it really is for a lot of Utahns, it's a, a chance, a first chance, really, to take a deeper dive look at who she is, her story, what kind of principles and policies. And so she'll make that case at uh, at UVU. She'll also uh, do some in this building, and uh, we'll have some great conversations going on there tomorrow to be watching out for. We won't. Uh, We'll, we'll just tease that and let that stay there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very interested, Boyd, to, to listen to what she has to say. I remember when Ron DeSantis came to Utah, he spoke. There wasn't a lot of vision of how Utah plays into their candidacy. So I'll be very interested to listen to Nikki Haley and how she can speak to Utah specifically and, and the role that Utah plays in in her presidency. Yeah, and I think she will make that case because I think uh, she sees, as many people do, that there is uh, something going on really well here in the state of Utah. Uh, And whether it's the things that are attracting Major League Baseball teams and National Hockey League teams, 
uh, or whether it's things that are just happening in our community that are working well or the way that the uh, legislature uh, gets the budget done and that we stay uh, within our means and we save for a rainy day and we build community that has the greatest opportunity for anyone to have upward mobility. And so I think there's a lot of things that will resonate uh, and uh, I think will be reflective of, of her experience as a governor of a fast-growing state. Uh, they were the beast of the Southeast when she was governor there in South Carolina. Her work at the UN also has a very international, global feel and flavor to it, reflective of a lot of the work that happens here as uh, Utah really has become the crossroads to the world. Uh, and so I think there are some really interesting ties and connections. It will be very interesting to see how she strings those together uh, in her conversations, her interviews, and then, of course, her uh, big event down there at the Herbert, uh, part of the Herbert Institute and in the Utah Valley University tomorrow. And we will, of course, be uh, tracking that and have live coverage as well um, right here at KSL News Radio. Boyd Matheson, Inside Sources, looking forward to your show this afternoon at 1 o'clock. Uh, you better be wearing a baseball cap, Boyd. And carrying a hockey stick. <laughs> Got and a, a basketball. And a basketball. Pickleball. 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 Oh, no. Pickleball we don't have a billion stadium. dollars for Dave, pickleball, Boyd. Dave, Dave has the billion-dollar pickleball court. Uh, He's got that billion-dollar idea for pickleball. Uh, love the conversation, Boyd, as always. I look forward to the show at 1 o'clock. On my drive home, always listen. Uh, when we drove around the Fair Park this morning, something uh, looking for a live location, something really hit me, is that there's going to be a lot of residents uh, impacted. We turned into a neighborhood um, and saw, you know, you know, these are places that people are living. Um, and uh, this kind of an investment with a ballpark in this area could impact a lot of residents. Uh, maybe it makes homes that are existing unaffordable. Uh, maybe they have to come down and uh, buy out some homeowners uh, in this area so they can put more roads. Um, there's a lot of financial and real estate impact to this community, Dave. So in just a few minutes, uh, let's get a real estate agent live on the line to give us their assessment of what could happen.